So good morning, everyone. Just a general word about the instructions on this retreat, on this course, uh, before we get into them. Uh, so there's a lot of material, I think I mentioned that yesterday, a lot of material um, in, in the instructions. <clears throat> Part of the reason for that is because uh, people are different. And people need different things, different things, uh, different ways of working, work for different people, better or worse, or at different times. So I want to be quite generous in, in what uh, we're putting out so that uh, hopefully everyone can find um, ways of working that, that work for them, that are useful. <clears throat> um, and also, the material is not only that there's quite a lot of it, it's also quite different. Some some of you, at least, will uh, be encountering uh, the kinds of material that we're working through for the first time or quite new to it. And so just the fact of it being new and unfamiliar um, also makes it seem like quite a lot, can make it seem like quite a lot. So please don't get overwhelmed um, with the instructions as we go through. I'll be repeating quite a lot, so put stuff out and um, recapitulate it at, at, at some point, perhaps the next day or later on or something. Um, do ask questions and uh, do take notes, as I, as I mentioned last night, uh, if you like to. And then there's also the recordings, so you can listen again um, in due time and uh, glean more as, as time goes by. <clears throat> so I mentioned last night that we're going to start with uh, and really establish as a basis for the work that we're doing um, what I'm calling the, the practicing with the energy body. Um, so let's talk a little bit, to set that up, put it in a context, talk a little bit about mindfulness of the body which the Buddha emphasized so much. Just to put this in context, so we could, we could delineate um, three modes of mindfulness of the body, three kinds or types of mindfulness of the body. They're actually not really separate, but let's, let's separate them now just to try and make something clear about the direction we want to go in. So three, three possible modes of mindfulness of the body. The first is what we might call mindfulness of sensations. <clears throat> this is in the insight meditation tradition uh, by far the most common when people talk about mindfulness of the body. Uh, and also in the sort of uh, mindfulness uh, movement. So mindfulness of sensations is the first one. For example, if you take... Uh, your hand right now and gently uh, reach down to the floor by your side and just press gently, just touch and then press gently into the floor uh, at your side, bringing your mindfulness, bringing the attention to the sensations that that gives rise to in the hand. What does that feel like right now uh, in terms of the sensations of warmth, or coolness or pressure, uh, the way if you uh, slightly 
move your hand around or at least move at the wrist while keeping the hand in place there's a shifting texture almost kaleidoscopic uh, shifting of the sensations in the hands through the fingers in the palm etc so it's very simple and what most people can very easily uh, relate to or have a lot of experience with mindfulness of sensations or for example if you're familiar with that the raisin exercise you put that raisin in your mouth or some other food in your mouth and the sensations of taste but also of texture in the mouth touch etc also are something that we can bring the mindfulness to those sensations or washing your hands the hands under uh, a running tap of cold water or hot water what does that feel like the 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 coldness, the the heat of the water, the the liquidity, the wetness, the sensations there. Uh, You're walking, another example, you're walking barefoot in in your bedroom and you stub your toe, perhaps against the foot of the bed or something. And again, mindfulness can come to those sensations, that throbbing, that pulsing, that those unpleasant sensations. So most people are very familiar with that first type, mindfulness of sensations. The second type of or mode of mindfulness of body, we could talk about mindfulness of the materiality of the body. So for example, I mentioned this uh, yesterday as well. In in the Satipatthana Sutta, the Buddha talks about contemplating uh, one's death or actually the, the decomposition of the body at death. Um, this body or other bodies or also in the in the Satipatthana Sutta the Mindfulness Sutta uh, the Buddha talks about contemplating one's body parts so again this is to do with materiality it's the contemplating the hair on the head the hair on the body the teeth the bones the uh, liver the blood the spleen the bile uh, all the different body parts um, that the muscles etc the the tissues the fat that uh, make up the body so contemplating the materiality of the body in terms of its parts and again also in the Satipatthana Sutta the Buddha talks about contemplating the materiality of the body in terms of what was then uh, known as the four elements uh, earth, air, fire and water and their presence uh, in, in the body, throughout the body the element of liquidity, the element of solidity, etc. Now these are in this second mode of mindfulness of the, materi- the materiality of the body um, <clears throat> this is actually a contemplation uh, if we think about it, it is different from the contemplation of, of the mindfulness of sensations, the first mode there's a contemplation it actually includes the imagination and conceptions of the body so it's a contemplation it's less if you like direct in some ways than the mindfulness of sensations mode Um, there's a contemplation includes the imagination and conceptions of the body and those conceptions might include within there might include conceptions such as unclean. So the body parts in the Satipatthana Sutta are generally, most people interpret what the Buddha means means there as contemplation of what's unclean in the body. And this serves the function of reducing clinging and attachment uh, and also lust, etc. Clinging attachment to the body and also lust in terms of other bodies. So 
this kind, second mode of mindfulness of the body, materiality, may uh, will include conception of the body. Sometimes it's the conception of something like unclean or not unclean, but it could also be the conception of beautiful and holy. That would be quite a different spin on it than when you generally used to in the Theravadan tradition, the Pali canon. And so with regard to the four elements, the earth, air, fire, water, um, again, how, what's the sort of tone and direction and conception of that? So um, I know someone who every morning gets up and part of her practice, it's almost a quasi-shamanic practice, is to go outside and bow to the four elements present in nature, throughout nature, throughout the natural world, and also in one's body. And there's a sense in that practice of reverence, of holiness for these four elements. Um, But one can also spin or direct that practice in a very neutral way. It's just um, a kind of deconstruction um, of the body into its element parts, much as we might these days um, deconstruct, instead of talking about four elements, modern, uh, more modern science would talk about molecules or atoms, and that would be a similar sort of scientific materialist deconstruction. It's more neutral. And again, it's designed to let go of attachment and identification with the body. So there's the mindfulness of the, uh, the the mode of mindfulness of the body of sensations, the mode of mindfulness of the body of regarding to materiality, the materiality body, and then the third one is is what we're going to focus most on on this retreat, and that's the mindfulness of the body, the mode of mindfulness of the body. Um, it's the mindfulness of what I'm going to call the energy body, the space of, of, of the energy of the body. Now, to some of you, that will sound very abstract and a bit like some kind of hypothetical thing that you're being asked to believe in um, or some kind of new age concept. But actually, I really do not mean it in that way. Um, What I'm talking about is just a way of sensing, a way of sensing body and bodily experience, something we can shift in and out of, but that with practice uh, can become very, very familiar to us, this way of sensing this energy body, very accessible and actually very normal. So philosophically, we're talking about um, a phenomenological um, reality, if you like. This is actually a way of experiencing the body. It's actually how we experience if we don't necessarily layer too much on in terms of concepts. It's a style of attention, that's all, that reveals, opens the experience up in a certain way. So rather than a whole big uh, construct and hypothetical sort of new agey thing, um, it's not that. Actually, if we just think about this for a second, um, the the mode of mindfulness of the body in terms of materiality actually needs, for example, years of high school biology to know all the body parts and and all this. And it's quite... um, culturally determined as a view. So, for instance, whether we tend to see matter and materiality in terms of the four elements, as they did in the time of the Buddha, or whether we see matter and materiality in terms of molecules and atoms, etc., as we do uh, culturally in uh, our time and age. 
which is just something that we've received um, from, uh, from from the culture, from our education. <clears throat> so that, not to say it's wrong or right, it, it, uh, it's uh, important, it certainly has its truth, but it's the point is that it's actually informed by conceptuality, this contemplation of materiality. So when I talk about this third mode of mindfulness of the body, mindfulness of the energy body, I'm really talking about experience, not talking about some elaborate sort of religious belief or something like that at all. And when I talk about the body, the energy body, I really mean the whole space, actually a little bit bigger than the physical body. And um, when I say the whole body, the whole body space, I'm going to use this over and over and over in this retreat, I really mean, uh, as I said, a little bit bigger than the body. And if, for instance, you're sitting on a chair... Um, it would include even, funnily enough, the space underneath, underneath your bum, uh, beneath the bottom of the chair, between the ground and the, um, between the floor and the bottom of the chair. So there's a whole, almost like a oval or or an ellipse or something or an egg shape. Uh, doesn't necessarily have um, fixed borders. It can be quite amorphous in terms of, or, or nebulous in terms of where it ends. But the experience then is this region, this area of what we could call, let's call it energy, uh, that's the name I'm giving to it, but what I really mean is the kind of the tone of that space, the tone of the whole body space, the vibration, the feel, the texture of it, if you like. So, as I mentioned last night, this is something we're going <clears> to <throat> emphasize and keep as a basis for the work uh, of this retreat throughout the retreat. So we're going to really emphasize it at the start, and then we're going to keep it as, as a thread and a foundation for all the other work that we do. Um, this sensitivity to the whole body space, its energy, its vibration, its feel, its texture, its tone. Now... Why? Why place so much emphasis on this energy body experience and this sensitivity to the whole body energy? Well, there's a few reasons. The first is um, that we can practice uh, relating to this energy body in a certain way, uh, which I'll explain and go through today, um, to cultivate what, uh, what we call samadhi. S-A-M-A-D-H-I is a Pali and a Sanskrit word, samadhi. Now, oftentimes that word gets translated as concentration, but I don't really want to use that English word. I want to keep it in the Pali or Sanskrit samadhi. And what I really mean is not simply a focusing of the mind, a steadiness of the attention, a concentration on some small point or something. What I really mean is um, an awareness, a sensitivity to this whole body space, a little bit bigger than the whole body. And when the samadhi is developing and cultivating, there's a whole range of experience of the way that energy body feels. Um, Well-being starts to permeate to different degrees, maybe not that remarkable, to different degrees it permeates that energy body space. Restfulness permeates it. This is um, an aspect of samadhi, but also 
energization. So it feels um, a, a, a very restful kind of um, space, but it's also energized and bright. And the energies uh, may be may feel sometimes soothing and healing and harmonized. So the whole body is involved. There's some degree of comfort or well-being or pleasure even. Why is that important? Uh, because then uh, not only is that very uh, lovely uh, space to hang out, it's also very good for the mind. So this samadhi, um, and to whatever degree, and there's really a very, uh, almost, you could say, infinitely deep, deep potential there, but it forms a resource, a very a deepening resource for the whole being to cultivate that samadhi, to have that direction in practice at times, that intention to develop this well-being, this sphere of, of harmonized, uh, comfortable, uh, perhaps even pleasant energy, bright, awake, energized, but restful. This is a really, really important uh, resource for, for the whole being. Uh, the set, so that's one reason why we're going to emphasize it, and that resource pays off in all kinds of ways in one's practice and in one's life, all kinds of ways. <clears throat> the second reason is that we want to develop just a general um, uh, deepening sensitivity to the energy body and the feel of the energy body, um, so that this kind of experience of, of an energy body, of the energy of the body in that space, becomes more and more familiar to us. We've, we're developing our sensitivity to it and, and its experience, its changing experience. Why? Because that sensitivity to the energy body will form uh, another kind of resource to us. It allows us, it's one way, one very, very helpful way to be aware of our um, emotions uh, because they reflect in the energy body and also a way of ways of working with um, difficult energies or difficult emotions through the energy body so that's a the sensitivity is important in itself because it brings awareness which is very important and it also enables us to work skillfully with um, <clears throat> all emotions but especially the more difficult ones and secondly, the sensitivity, the developing, the gradually developing sensitivity to the energy body, which we can cultivate in practice, um, is very important as a basis and a, a kind of mainstay, a thread um, in regards to imaginal work, imaginal practice. As we'll I'll explain all these different parts as, as we go through the retreat. But it turns out that sensitivity to the energy body um, allows us to pick up on the resonances of different images and how they resonate in the being, both emotionally but also energetically, which allows us to navigate uh, with images, navigate the practice um, in different directions and also uh, discern which images are helpful for us, helpful uh, for the being, for what I'm going to call uh, soul-making. Sensitivity to the energy body as we practice in imaginal work and, and in the imaginal practice also keeps us connected. So there's always a kind of mindfulness of the body involved in imaginal practice. Without that, it's daydreaming. 
What's characteristic of daydreaming is I'm not in touch with my body. I don't feel the body and the energy body. So the sensitivity to the energy body also just allows a greater degree of sensitivity in general with regard to images. Uh, and again, that, that differentiates imaginal practice from, let's say, just daydreaming. So today uh, we're going to focus on samadhi, on this aspect, this uh, uh, deepening resource in terms of shaping, if you like, the energy body. Now we could easily spend a, a very long retreat just on that. It's a huge um, uh, thread of, 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 our, of our path. Uh, I would say uh, almost, you could say, infinitely developable. Uh, so it could be a very long retreat, but w- this is the primary focus for today's practice. And again, if you're listening and doing this um, at home and and have longer, you, you may want to spend longer developing samadhi. We'll keep coming back to it. So again, what does this word mean? Samadhi doesn't just mean focusing the attention or steadiness of attention or concentrating on one point somewhere. Uh, a steadiness of attention, a focusing of the attention is one element of what I'm, what I'm calling samadhi, but it's just one element. What's more characteristic or more important in the samadhi, or as important, is this whole body awareness, this space. So awareness is permeating this energy body space. And there's some degree, to some depth, a lot of um, range here, some degree of comfort or well-being or pleasure even in that space. And then the mind wants to fill that space because it feels relatively comfortable. There's well-being, there's there's a little bit of pleasure or a lot of pleasure there sometimes. Um, And the energy is in that space, feel harmonized and bright and energized and restful. So this is not an on-off thing. I have samadhi or I don't have it, I'm in it or I'm out of it. It's more a spectrum, a range of deepening possibility uh, that that shares those characteristics for much of that range. So can I, can we practice tending to, um, just gently shaping and caring for and nourishing and tending to... um, the, the body energies, the feeling of the body energies, and tending to a sense of well-being. So, what is it um, in our way of practicing that will that will, which I'll explain soon, that will uh, tend to and nourish and support uh, a sense of well-being through the body, or somewhere in the body, a sense of energy, the sense of pleasure, even. And can we tend to that in practice? This is the intention of samadhi practice, to tend to this well-being, this more open energy, the pleasantness. Can we do that tending? Can we take care of that um, and have that direction of intentionality without grasping, without getting tight? One of the things that really helps us not to get tight is just to really be playful with that. So we're playing with this experience of the energy body. We're playing with the energies, if you like. It's very creative. It can be very creative. There's not a right and a way, a wrong way of doing it. You can experiment. And that playfulness and experiment, experimenting, there's many, many possibilities. Um, that uh, help 
helps to uh, to lighten the whole thing, keep it more playful instead of being this tight success failure thing. It's one of the things that helps. So I think what's probably best right now is if we do a guided meditation, <clears throat> and I'll, uh, in some ways, fairly briskly take us through some some of the possibilities of uh, tending to uh, being aware of the energy body and tending uh, to the energy of it, as, as I mentioned. So let's do that now. So take a few moments to come into your meditation posture, and we can talk about that at some point uh, later if anyone needs some help with posture. So what's important with the posture is that you're relatively comfortable the body feels relatively comfortable. The body is upright without being rigid. So it's upright and balanced and at the same time open. There's a kind of ideal balance of the whole being of the mind and the body that if you like we're setting up through the posture so it reflects it expresses uprightness wakefulness brightness and at the same time it expresses openness softness receptivity so this ideal balance of the of the heart and mind is reflected, is expressed and manifested through the body. We just set things up that way. You may want to just very gently uh, roll the pelvis forward and very gently the rib cage lifts up and out, but nothing forced here. It's very subtle, just to open up the posture, bring a bit of uprightness in. But it's really relaxed, soft, not nothing forced or tight or rigid there. You can take a moment, if you like, just... Uh, with the first uh, mode of mindfulness of the body, feeling into your hands and the sensations in the hands right now, flickering, dancing of sensations, perhaps the heat or warmth in certain areas or the coolness of your hands, how they feel if they're touching each other or touching your legs. How does that feel, tingling perhaps in the fingers or the palms? And still staying with this first mode of mindfulness of the body, how does the sensation, how do the sensations in your backside feel, touching the cushion or the chair or the bench? Again, perhaps warm or cool or pressure, hardness. How does that feel? And then your legs. 
or your feet or whatever it is that contact is contacting the floor right now. What are those simple sensations of contact there? And you feel that. You may want to just scan down the body and the face and the head. Just notice any tension, any holding or tightness there. And just, just with the mind, relax. See if you can relax just as much as possible, perhaps around the eyes or around the mouth. It can be holding or in the jaw. Just feel it. Feel that and relax. Perhaps the throat and the neck. Again, just tuning in to the sensations and relaxing. Relaxing with the mind. Letting go. Letting be. It doesn't matter if all the tension goes or not. Just relaxing. The shoulders. Similarly feeling. Letting, feeling what if there's any tension or holding there and letting them drop towards the floor. The arms. the upper back, sensing in to the sensations if there's tightness or holding and relaxing. The upper chest, similarly. And the belly, sensing in, tuning in to the sensations if you can feel some tension or holding and just relaxing as much as you can. Now, is it possible to open up the awareness so that it uh, stretches to fill a region or a space that's just a little bit bigger than the whole body? So the awareness is expanding. It's not going to one point here or there in the body, but it's expanding to fill a whole space a little bit bigger than the physical body. Perhaps within that you can feel the tone of the uprightness of the body. It's a very subtle feeling that pervades that space. The tone of uprightness. Now, the awareness will keep shrinking. Over and over again, it will keep shrinking. I'll talk about this later. It will keep shrinking. So just notice when it shrinks and keep stretching it back out. Some people have the image of filling uh, a balloon, expanding, filling it with air. Filling it with awareness. You're really stretching the awareness and then permeating that whole space with awareness with sensitivity. This will happen many times. The awareness will shrink. and Just open it up again. Stretch it out again and fill it with awareness. Fill it with bright mindfulness, presence, sensitivity. How does it feel? How does that whole space the energy body, how does it feel? The tone of it, 
the vibration of it in it. The feel, the energy, the texture. So is it possible for the awareness, for delicate attention to pervade that whole space, the whole body a little bit bigger than the body? It may feel body shaped, it may feel more amorphous or more kind of oval, egg shaped, ellipse, circular. Pervading that whole space with a kind of sensitivity to the way it feels, the texture, the vibration, the energetic quality of it. Bright mindfulness, sensitivity, alive awareness, filling that space. Sensing the whole space, open to the whole space. Sometimes the feeling is really quite subtle. In fact, it's often really quite subtle, so just very delicate with the attention, not forcing anything, just being present throughout the space of the body, sensitive to that whole feeling of energy there. For some people, It helps to imagine or feel that the awareness is actually centered uh, somewhere in the body, perhaps at the heart center in the center of the chest, the upper chest. And from there the awareness expands and fills, or that's the center of this space of awareness and this space of energy. could be a little lower in the solar plexus. Some people like to feel or are helped by feeling the awareness centered there and then permeating the whole space. Or perhaps down in the hara, the tantien, a few finger widths below the belly button. Some people, that's a helpful place to feel the awareness centered. So what's helpful for you?
Now, is it possible to stay with this whole body, this uh, whole space awareness of the energy body? And just stay open, keep stretching it when it shrinks. It will shrink many times. and Just keep opening it up again, stretching it out to cover that space. Staying with that, and then beginning to become aware of the breath within that space. So how does it feel with the breath, the in and the out breath? How does that ripple through the whole space? How does the breath the in-breath, the out-breath, feel, affect the energy of the whole space of the energy body. It can be really, really helpful to gently lengthen the breath, both the in and the out-breath, slow, comfortable, long breaths, as long and as slow as is comfortable. You don't need to move a lot of air necessarily. So very gentle breath, but slow and long and smooth. Not forcing, just encouraging the breath to open up. Keeping this whole energy body in awareness, this whole space, sensitive to the way the breath feels, ripples, affects the whole space. Long, slow, smooth, in and out breath, whole body awareness, whole space. Filling the energy body with the energy of the breath. Filling it with awareness. Filling that space with bright awareness. Some people notice with the in-breath that the whole body, the whole energy body expands a little. They can feel it expanding, the whole body, in a very subtle way perhaps. The whole body is kind of expanding, the whole energy body. And with the out-breath there's a kind of opposite movement, a kind of uh, collapse or contraction if you like. And one can just remain sensitive to the whole space, the whole energy body, and feeling this expansion and contraction with the in and the out breath. And how does that feel? Really alive and sensitive to that.
keeping the breath long and slow and smooth and comfortable as much as you can without forcing. And aware, sensitive, filling that whole space with bright presence, sensitivity. So tuning into that expansion and contraction, that feeling in the whole space may be very helpful for some people. Or, or as well, some people might also notice that with the in-breath, there's a, a feeling of energization. The whole body space feels energized with the in-breath. And how does that feel? Can we tune into that feeling in the whole body? Notice, become sensitive to what that feels like, this energization of the whole space with the, with the in-breath. And with the out-breath, a kind of organic, natural relaxation that happens just by itself with the out-breath. How does that feel? Sensitive to that energization, relaxation, letting go. Tuning into these qualities in the whole space with the breath. expansion and contraction, could be the energization, the relaxation, could be a mixture of the two, filling the body, filling that space with awareness, stretching it every time the awareness shrinks. For some people, or sometimes for some people, uh, it can be helpful to uh, feel or imagine, imagine even and then feel, the breath as if it's originating, for example, in the heart center. So that there is a point in the center of the chest, doesn't matter exactly where it is, and the breath expands from there outwards and fills the whole body and then just uh, retracts a little bit back to that. So instead of uh, a sense of the breath coming in and out of the body, it's as if the breath is centered in the body at a certain center, for example, the heart center. And that's expanding. The energy expands with that. Perhaps the awareness is centered there as well. And 
contracts and expands and one's feeling that, sensitive to that, rippling through and affecting the whole body, the whole space. It doesn't matter at all if you feel, I'm just imagining that, uh, or rather if you're imagining it, but we want to feel it too. So you can use your imagination, but see if you can really get a felt sense, a kinesthetic sense of that breath energy and how it affects the energy of the whole body. Now you may feel, if the breath is centered like that, that it no longer wants to be very long, or it may want to stay very long. Just see if you can get a sense what kind of breath long or short or smooth or very subtle what how does it want to be breathed what kind of breath wants to occur when i feel it centered uh, there at the heart center having the breath center at the heart center and expanding from there so be playful see if you can sense What breath feels the best, feels the most comfortable, the most enjoyable even? to experiment with the breath energy being centered in the solar plexus, just a little bit lower in the center of the body. And again, sensitive to the whole space, the whole energy body. What kind of breath expands from the solar plexus, fills the whole space with its energy and then draws back there, collapses down there again. What kind of breath? How long, how short, how smooth, how coarse or subtle? Feeling the whole body, the whole energy, the whole space. Just moving quite quickly, just to give you an idea of the possibilities. Is it possible to feel the breath originating within the lower belly center, the har or the tantian, down a few finger widths below the navel? Just feel that as the center of the breath energy expanding from there to fill the whole space and then collapsing again. What kind of breath feels the best there? 
How does it feel to imagine and conceive of the breath being centered there? about trying in the center of the head, that that becomes the center of the breath, and we're still filling the whole body space with this awareness and sensitivity to the feeling, the energy, the tone of it, and just noticing how does it feel if the center of the head is actually the center of the breath, the breath expands from there through the whole space of the body. What kind of breath? How should the breath be, might the breath be, so that it feels most comfortable, most enjoyable even, when it's centered there? Let's try something else, just to give you an idea, a sense of things you can play with. How would it be to imagine the breath coming in and out from the heart center? Again, sensitive to the whole space, sensitive to the whole energy body, but the breath is coming in and out through the heart center in the center of the chest. And then how does it move? How does it feel? How does its energy expand or affect the whole energy space, the whole energy body? And what kind of breath feels good, feels comfortable, or right, or even enjoyable there? in and out, imagining it, but feeling what it feels like to imagine it that way. Sensitive to the whole body.
can play with all kinds of points in the body this way. For example, how would it feel to imagine the breath energy entering the body at the base of the spine, right down there in the lower back? Again, feeling how that breath energy imagined that way, coming in and out there, affects the whole body space, the whole energy. Feeling what kind of breath feels good and helpful there. about imagining the breath coming in the top of the head, the crown center at the top of the head. Just imagining that breath energy entering and going out there, but then feeling what that feels like, what that feels like in the whole space, the whole energy body space. Sensitive, alert to the whole tone, texture, vibration of the whole space and what kind of breath feels best there. So be light, be playful with this. Whole body involved. Now, let's try something else. Still keeping this whole body awareness, the sensitivity to the whole energy body experience. Let go right now, keeping that wider awareness, but let go of uh, the breath or any attention to the breath, any deliberate attention to the breath. Just let the breath be. Don't uh, focus on it or or make it uh, prominent in the attention. Let go of the breath. And still with this whole energy body, let's play with the imagination a little bit with regards to the energy body. So is it possible within this sensitivity to the whole space of the energy body, to imagine a line of energy from deep down in the 
almost the perineum or right down in the lower belly, all the way up the center of the body, a straight line, up the center of the body, and perhaps from there, from the perineum or the lower belly, all the way up to the crown of the head. And perhaps even out beyond the top of the head, beyond the crown, and even lower than the perineum. So does it want to extend in either or both the directions, or does it want to just stay in a certain space? Imagine that line of energy. Maybe you see it visually, maybe it's a certain color, perhaps white or gold, or Maybe it's more kinesthetic, you're just imagining a line of energy. How does that feel? So there's that line there that we're imagining, and we're noticing how that presence of that image, whether it's visual or kinesthetic or whatever, how that affects the tone, the feeling, the energy of the whole space. Keeping that wider awareness, as always, stretching it out when you need to. Keeping that vertical line there of energy. Can we add two more lines from that point down in the perineum or right in the lower belly? A line from that point where it meets the uh, the vertical line that we've just described, a line going out, radiating out through each leg. So you now have three lines meeting at a point in the lower belly or the perineum. And these lines that go through the legs, they don't need to necessarily bend at the knee if your knees are bent right now. They might want to extend more in a straight line, again, beyond the edges of the physical body. How does that feel, those three lines of energy imagined? How does it affect the feeling of the whole space? Sometimes, for some people, imagining or feeling certain flows of energy in or out of those lines, or, for example, in through the legs and out through the vertical one, through the top of the head or the other way around, or out through all of them, or that can be helpful or feel it just arises by itself. How does it feel? What's helpful with this imagination?
So maybe you want to stay with that, and that feels helpful and supportive to the whole energy. Or maybe you can also try, again, sensitive to the whole space. It's more open, stretched awareness over the whole energy body, the whole space. And actually imagining that that whole space is a cloud of light, a cloud of energy that's luminous. Perhaps white or golden or golden white light. The whole energy body is really a cloud of light. How does that feel? How does that feel in the whole space? So this cloud is by nature quite amorphous. Or we could try a third thing and imagine a body of light, that your body, your energy body, is a body of of light, of light energy. So this time it actually has contours similar to your physical body. And what color does this body of light want to be? Imagining it, but feeling what it feels like to imagine the body this way. A body of light perhaps again white or golden, perhaps blue, perhaps red. But it's the feeling of the energy. It's the feeling of the space that's important. It's significant. Is it possible to imagine a body of light and to feel what that feels like? throughout the body, throughout the energy space. So these are some of the possibilities we move through very quickly, uh, throwing out different possibilities for you to play with, for you to try. Right now, just staying with this whole body, whole energy body awareness, sensitivity, just return to whichever felt the easiest or the best for you. Perhaps it was just being with with the space of the energy body and sensitive to that. Perhaps it was with the breath in uh, a certain way of relating to the breath or feeling the breath or the breath centered in a certain place or in and out a certain place. 
or perhaps it wasn't with the breath and it was just more with the images of energy lines of energy or a cloud of light or this body of light just for a few minutes right now go back to whichever attracts you the most whichever felt easiest or best for you Whatever it is, the awareness is stretched through to permeate, to pervade the whole space, really inhabiting that whole space with bright sensitivity, alive awareness. And then whatever you've been playing with, see if you can just go back for a few moments to just just the awareness pervading that space, just inhabiting, filling that whole space, the energy body, with this bright, luminous sensitivity to the energy, the feeling, the texture, the tone, the vibration of that space. can stay in contact with the experience of the body of that space just as much as possible. Okay, so just to be very clear, what we just went through in the guided meditation was really some options, a few of the options uh, that it's possible to play with. It's not that one would go through all that in that order uh, in a meditation or, or even all of that in any order. All of what we did is really uh, a survey, if you like, <clears throat> a taster of possibilities. Um, but I hope it's clear that the breath may or may not be involved. So it's actually not necessary in terms of this um, meditation on the energy body to uh, involve the breath, attention to the breath at all. 
you can if you find it helpful at times, or you may not at all. So to review, we started in fact with just this awareness of the energy body of the larger space, its tone, its vibration, its texture, its feel, its energy, and we didn't involve the breath at all. <clears throat> Perhaps the awareness wanted to uh, be centered or felt better if it was centered at the heart center or the belly center or the solar plexus, wherever, somewhere else. But it's just that region, just that space that we were sensitive to without really involving the breath. And then for some people or some people at some times, um, it's helpful to involve the breath in that um, uh, in that meditation, in in the meditation, with the fuller, wider awareness of the energy body. Making the breath long at first can be very, very helpful, really. I would really encourage that at first. Um, it could be that one is tuning into the center, the whole energy space expanding and contracting. And the, the, the feel of that, the energetic feel of that, it could be more the feel, uh, the sense of energization and relaxation with the in and the out breath and how that permeates the space or runs in certain ways and in, in uh, channels or whatever through the space. Really whatever uh, one feels uh, is useful and helpful to tune into in terms of the feeling of the energy of the space with the breath in and out, the in and out breath. <clears throat> and then my one, we also uh, briefly touched in with the possibility of imagining the breath centered, so to speak, originating from a certain center in the body, the heart center, the head center, solar plexus, belly center, could actually be anywhere, and expanding from that to fill the space with its energy and contract again. No problem if I feel um, that uh, we're imagining that, but I want to feel it too, to actually sense it energetically, that's quite important. And another possibility, many possibilities here, um, another possibility is rather than uh, centered and expanding from a certain center, can imagine and then feel the breath, the breath energy coming in and out from any center in the body, really anywhere. Um, there are sort of more classic centers, if you like, the, the crown center as we explored through the top of the head, but it could also be through through the feet, up, breathing up through from the earth and back down, or in and out at the belly center, or the back, the base of the spine, or the back of the neck, or the throat center, in and out of the throat. Many possibilities there. Um, and with all that, imagining it, but really feeling how it feels energetically. And in each case, what kind of breath feels the best? What, what feels the most comfortable? Not just the default breath, but what feels the most comfortable, uh, brings the most sense of well-being and even of pleasure sometimes. And then there's the possibility of, again, not involving the breath at all, but rather using the imagination a bit more actively and can imagine these lines of energy. So again, sort of quite, um, probably quite standard would be the, the vertical line um, up 
up the body, perhaps out the top of the head, or even lower down, uh, extending lower and higher, perhaps, um, and then out through the legs to form a kind of um, <clears throat> not a triangle, but a three a three lined structure there, um, that sort of thing. But really, you can play with this and anything that's helpful, or feeling or imagining the energy body as, as an amorphous cloud of light, and just what does that feel like? Uh, no breath necessarily, or you could combine these with with the breath and the imagination, these imaginations. And then there was a possibility of um, imagining the body as a, as a still as a contoured body, having the same contours as the physical body, but being a body of light. And what does that feel like? So lots of possibilities, and you'll have your favorites, but go ahead and experiment and see what it is, what is it, which ones um, give rise to some sense of well-being, some sense of um, also being able to, to sense, to become sensitive to the feeling of the energy body and actually to enjoy it a little bit. Now, you could also uh, bring the metta practice in, the loving-kindness practice, for those that know it. I'm not going to go into it on this retreat. We don't have time. But if you know it, then similarly, one can begin with this whole energy space, the energy body, and really feel that space. And maybe the metta is uh, a kinesthetic imagination of the energy. That energy is radiating out as, as kindness, as well-wishing and healing energy where you're wrapping yourself in it, in that um, cloud of energy that's healing, or, or it's a light, an imagined light. Again, but we want to really feel it um, as energy. Maybe you use the phrases, maybe not, with the meta practice, but the principal thing is really that it's um, integrated um, into the, the, the feeling, the sense of the energy body. And similarly, you may use visualizations like Kuan Yin or Avalokiteshvara or Tara or Jesus or whoever. Um, but primary, primary is to feel the energy body, the energy space, sensitive to the whole body, as the Buddha says. And if you're using the imagination in, uh, in, in some ways, like we described before, with lines of energy, those lines might really want to extend much, much further. So out the top of the head, maybe quite uh, extending quite high, and down, deep down, maybe, maybe much further down, um, out of the perineum or out of the feet if you're standing up. Um, so really to be open and playful and see what works. Sometimes uh, it can feel very good for some people for the lines of energy to extend out the crown of the top of the head and curve back in a big arc, actually forming a circle, a big circle with a, with a big um, circumference curling back and entering the, the uh, the, the bottom of the body, uh, the perineum or somewhere like that, or the feet if you're standing up. Um, and that forms an energetic circle in the imagination, which again, we're tuning into how does that feel. So it's not just a visual imagination, it's actually what I might play with that um, imagination. I really want to fe feel how it feels. Maybe I imagine that's fire, that's a circle of fire, that's uh, the energy is actually fire running. Uh, through the center line of the body, out the top of the head and back all the way down. Uh, and that might be helpful. So if it's helpful, go for it. 
but to um, feel into all this, to play, to feel into it, and to see what feels helpful. Sometimes you can turn things completely around. So usually we feel and sense uh, consciousness sort of um, facing forwards because the, the eyes face forward, etc. We're used to that. But actually in the meditation you can play with the whole feeling of, so to speak, facing out of one's whole back, the whole back of the body, and sort of feel the energy body turned around that way, whether with the breath, breathing in and out the back, or a center in the back, or without the breath. So it really can be very playful. It's, it's not always uh, predictable what will feel good at any time, what will feel helpful at any time. But uh, always there's this sensitivity and tuning and awareness sensitizing to the texture of the energy body space. And sometimes we won't have a word for that texture. I don't know, it feels like this. It doesn't matter. The labeling is not important. Uh, what's important is that whole space to feel it. And if there's something um, enjoyable in feeling that, then to enjoy it if possible. Now, of course, sometimes in meditations, probably everyone knows, um, it's definitely not enjoyable. There's discomfort of some kind in the body or in pain. Very, very common. So there's a few things I want to say about that. Um, six things, in fact, that you can um, go through as a kind of list uh, when there's discomfort or pain with this kind of meditation. So first thing is that when there is discomfort or pain, the awareness will shrink. A uh, very normal uh, part of what goes on there. So the awareness shrinks when there's some discomfort, and really just to notice that's happening, open it out, open it out, widen it, stretch it like that balloon stretching. So it's really the whole body. This in itself will help, and sometimes that's all that needs to happen. And you keep the awareness wider, and then it shrinks again, you keep it wider. Sometimes that's all that needs to happen, but sometimes we need more. But Anyway, that will be helpful. So opening out the awareness, number one. Number two is, um, sometimes we have discomfort or pain in one area of the body, and we get kind of sucked into that. The attention gets sucked into it, and we fail to notice, we neglect to notice that some other area of the body may feel actually relatively okay, relatively comfortable, sometimes even pleasant. So what can be very helpful still in this kind of samadhi meditation, this tending to the energy and the well-being in the body, is to stay a little more um, with the area that does feel okay. So for example, maybe something in my heart center or around my throat feels tight and uncomfortable, but I, I see that down in the belly actually feels quite okay. I relax and actually that feels quite warm and comfortable. So I just keep the attention centered more in the belly where it feels good instead of getting so sucked into where it feels so difficult. So that's number two. That can be very helpful. Without fighting, just gently um, fighting the dragging of the attention towards difficult, just gently trying to keep it more centered in what feels more okay. The third option would be to imagine the breath or the breath energy or just energy moving through the area of discomfort or uh, pain in the body. So for example, I might have a pain in my knee when I'm sitting and just to imagine that the, the breath energy moves um, through that uh, 
place down through the length of, of, the, of the leg, through the knee. Or I might be again contracted in the throat and I imagine the energy freely, unobstructed, um, flowing through that, perhaps even out the top of the head or the other way down, round down through the top of the head, through that constriction in the throat. Imagine the breath energy moving that way. Uh, or just energy, these lines of energy, that can be really helpful. Imagining the breath or the breath energy or the energy um, through the area of discomfort. A fourth possibility is imagining the breath energy or just energy um, moving in and out of that area of discomfort. So again, if it's, let's say, tightness in the throat, um, discomfort in the throat, something's contracted painfully there, um, just imagining the breath energy coming in at the throat. You say, well, how, how does it get in? A bit like the guided meditation. Well, it, it, it's okay, don't worry about the anatomy of this. Uh, it's just coming in and out the energy, the breath energy of the throat where it feels contracted can sometimes be very, very helpful. Or if, you're, if you are doing the metta practice, you can actually, and this seems like it may be counterintuitive, almost station the center, the origin, the source of the metta right there where it feels contracted. So this tightness in the throat, imagine that that actually is where one is radiating the metta from. It's radiating outwards from that. Or again, you could do it the other way around and, and imagine the metta radiating towards that towards that point of discomfort. Uh, fourth, uh, fifth possibility, excuse me, fifth possibility would be to imagine uh, a white or golden white or golden light, uh, like a ball of light centered at the center of the discomfort or the pain and radiating its light through the whole body. So again, one is aware of the whole body, not letting that awareness shrink or when it does, opening out again. And then just with the imagination, imagine a ball of light centered where it's difficult and see how that feels and feel it's radiating through the whole body you're feeling the whole energy body the space and feel how that feels now if none of those work opening the awareness staying where it's a little easier imagining the energy move through that place of discomfort or imagining the energy the breath energy come in and out there or meta radiating from it or a light centered there in the middle of the discomfort and aware of the whole body. If none of that works, then you can actually just bring a very light, uh, a steady attention on that area of difficulty in the body. So just holding it in the attention as, as steadily as you can, but with, with a real lightness to the attention. And then, uh, as you do that, really allowing, so really as fully as possible, uh, allowing the uh, feelings there, the feeling of discomfort, the unpleasantness, just to be what it is from moment to moment, again and again, holding it in the attention lightly, steadily, and just allowing it, this moment, this moment, just let it do its thing. And really, really emphasizing the allowing as fully as possible, 100% opening the doors to this moment to moment, opening the doors, allowing, welcoming the actual sensations, the difficult sensations. And that can be very, very helpful. We'll, we'll revisit that um, probably tomorrow. 
Uh, and again, the uh, actually not just discomfort and pain, but also emotions and mind states, uh, both lovely ones, pleasant and positive emotions and mind states, and also more difficult ones, negative ones, afflictive ones, hindrances, all this affects the energy body. <clears throat> this is part of what we want to investigate. I'm going to get into this more tomorrow. But uh, it's something we really want to give attention to, notice, and also learn to work with, and I'll come back to that. So there's discomfort or pain and what to do with that. And then there's also quite the possibility, as many of you will know, that this energy body can feel um, quite a lot of pleasantness or even just a little bit of pleasantness at different times. Um, so this is something, if that's the case, there's a feeling of well-being or comfort or ease or as a pleasantness somewhere or in the whole body or just one region, we really want to include it. It may not be remarkable. It may be quite uh, a subtle, you know, sense of well-being or comfort, not sort of um, ecstatic, but it can, it can be the whole range, in fact. Um, but even if it's not remarkable, we want to include it in the awareness and actually become a little bit intimate with it. Now, this is especially the case if that pleasantness or well-being is not just in flashes. If it's just in flashes, like a flash of pleasantness or well-being, you just have to kind of open to it and let it, let it wave through. But if it's a bit more steady, like it's around for some minutes that there's this comfort or well-being somewhere or a pleasantness, then actually we can begin in the whole body space, still keeping that larger space, we can actually begin to focus on the feeling of the pleasant energy itself, wherever it is, and um, kind of nuzzle the attention into it, get close to it, penetrate it with the attention, really get inside that pleasantness, trying to enjoy it, um, open to it. Uh, so one modality might be to penetrate it with the attention, another modality might be to open the being to it, open the body to that pleasantness. So we're not just talking about focusing the mind, if we say focus on the pleasant energy, we're also talking about opening the body to it, dissolving the body in it sometimes, as a sense of like, dissolving that into the body or dissolving the body into the pleasantness sometimes, dissolving the mind into it. All these are possible, but ways of being intimate and really getting into the pleasantness if it's there or any pleasantness if it's there and it's a bit more steady for some minutes. Uh, and the key thing there is really to just enjoy. So for some of you, that will be a very new instruction, that the, the permission and the encouragement even to enjoy well-being when it's uh, more than momentary, to really incorporate it, literally incorporate it, open to it, feel it, enjoy it, um, relish it. Very important. Okay, uh, one last thing. Um, just again, by way of, of, of setting this in a larger context, I suppose we could talk about three sizes of attention that we can employ at any time. Um, we can employ, uh, the, the mind has this capacity to sort of uh, set its aperture like a camera lens or something. 
Um, so we can certainly employ at times as human beings a very narrow attention. And many of you will be familiar with concentrating on the breath, say at the tip of the nose or the upper lip or just inside the nose. It's a very small point and we narrow the focus, the attention down there and pay attention to that. Or some point in the abdomen where we can feel the rising and falling of the abdomen. It's a narrow, spatially narrow focus of the attention. Uh, or when you sweep the attention through the body, for instance, in if you know the Goenka practice, and, and the, the attention is moving, but it's it's moving in a narrow way. In other words, a narrow focus of attention is mobile through the body, still narrow. Or like when we began the guided meditation, I said, pay attention to your hands and the tingling in your hands or the sensations in your hands. It's quite a narrow area of attention. So that's one modality, one size of attention that we can employ in practice at times. Very helpful. A second is this uh, a bigger attention, the whole body, and as I said, even a bit bigger than the whole physical body. And uh, that's what I call the energy body. We're really sensitive to the tone, the feeling, the texture in that. Of course, I could be sensitive to that in terms of the sensations as well, um, but we're emphasizing that size and also a kind of sensitivity in there that's more about energy. But that size, that sort of medium size, this whole body and a bit bigger is the second one. And the third one is very, very big, vast attention, a vast awareness, like the, the sky or, or the size of space. Sometimes it can feel infinite, just huge. And with practice, that's something that one can get very skilled at as well. And also with practice, one can get very skilled at just moving between these sizes of attention, these modes of attention, the apertures, and very skilled in all of them. They're, they each give something different. They're each helpful in different ways. On this retreat, we're mostly practicing that middle one, the whole body and a bit bigger, that size. That's the size of attention that we're mostly employing for this retreat. And again, um, awareness will tend to shrink from that size, from that medium size. It will tend to shrink, and typically it shrinks um, in certain, um, uh, because, of, because of certain things or with certain things. When there's an afflictive emotion, for example, fear or ill will or sometimes even sadness, although that's a more complicated emotion, um, those afflictive emotions emotions have have in common that they that the awareness shrinks they shrink the awareness the awareness shrinks with those kinds of emotions um, awareness would also tend to shrink as I mentioned earlier when there's pain or discomfort physically so that that will also result in in, in a shrunken awareness it will also shrink whenever the mind is distracted or caught up in in a thought or in thinking. Um, the, have a look what's what's become of the awareness. It's shrunken when that happens. And more generally, basically, awareness shrinks um, from that slightly larger, in that middle size of a whole body and a bit bigger. It will shrink whenever there's any clinging or craving or any significant clinging or craving, let's, let's put it that way, of a certain, uh, certain degree, it will shrink the awareness. They go together. And lastly, we might say that actually awareness will tend to shrink just out of habit because for most of us, we need to train and develop a habit of a slightly larger attention um, if we want to, as we develop the practice. Um, so we have a habit of the attention being, the awareness being 
slightly shrunk or, or quite shrunk, quite contracted, in fact. Um, and that's very, very normal. Through practice, we can change that. And the important point here is it will shrink. And as I'm practicing, I need to notice that it shrunk many, many times um, and expand it, stretch it out again to the whole body, to a little bit bigger than the physical body, and do that over and over. Notice, expand, over and over. Really, really helpful. Okay, so today uh, we're going to emphasize this samadhi, this quality, this tending to playfully, creatively, lightly, um, tending to the energy body and whatever sense of well-being, of comfort, of ease, of pleasure even is possible there. Lots of um, options possible for working with that, things you can play with, and that's really the movement, the intention, the direction of samadhi. We're tending playfully, creatively, experimentally to the energy body and how it feels and tending to help it move in the direction of, of more and more well-being and enjoying that when it feels relatively good. So that's the focus for today. And again, if you're listening to this course at home and you want to stretch it out over longer, um, take, take longer with this part, you know, if, if you want. Take a few days at least. And um, we'll be emphasizing it throughout the retreat so we will never lose this aspect of the samadhi that we keep coming back to. And last thing, I'm just going to re-emphasize what I said last night, to encouragement to slow down and to let your movement uh, of, of the physical body be gentle. The way you walk, the way you go up and down stairs, the way you close and open doors and handle things. Let that be gentle and a little bit slower. Not to repress anything, not because we're interested in microscopic analysis of sensations there, but because that slowness and gentleness really helps um, develop and really allows a kind of sensitivity and an awareness of, of, of the whole body, but particularly of the energy body, this, this quality that we want to cultivate the sensitivity of. Okay? Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.